Rock. The podcast that challenges popular. Back. Zach. Yes. What are you doing? I'm just excited for the Terminator. Okay, that's cool. Can you give me a second while I intro this episode? Sure, I'll be back. You know what? I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm back, Smith Michaels. And I'm Mitch Dupree. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's very good. And tonight we're running for our lives and asking, is it time to terminate the Terminator? Mitch, can you give us the synopsis for the Terminator, please? Absolutely. Beep, boop, bop. We have Kyle Reese and the Terminator, both from the future, both looking for Sarah Connor. One wants to save her, one wants to kill her. Why? Let's find out. Hasta la vista, baby, is one of the most iconic cinematic catchphrases of all time. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's from Terminator 2. What's your favorite? And we're going to hop on over to Facebook here. And I think for me, the term catchphrase gets a little sticky. Is it clearly defined for you guys or did it like, did it make perfect sense when we asked that question? Yeah. Catchphrase to me connotes like a TV catchphrase. Like, did I do that? Like that's a catchphrase. <laughs> yes, like, that is a catchphrase. Also, yeah. La Visa Baby is a quote. A catchphrase is something sure, sure. stand up says after his joke to milk it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a level though. Also like maybe you've never seen the movie. But you know, you know, the this one. Yes. So I think mm-hmm. that there's kind of a little bit. I would extend a little grace towards towards that also. But to sure. me, I think like I think action movie, like action franchise, like, you know, for me, what, what I don't know if it's on the list, but what comes to mind immediately is Yippie Kaye from Die Hard. Like right. that Absolutely. one is right. like, boom, that's a perfect that's perfect for me. That's got to be my number one, I think. And for some reason, catchphrases just seem zippier. If we just jump on over here real quick. Yeah. Jonathan Catella quoted. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Let's set aside how you guys feel about the movie and the (laughs) quote. But (laughs) that to me is not a catchphrase. It is longer. It's a long quote. Yeah. It's it's a quote. Yeah. It's a quote to me. It's a monologue. And, <laughs> this point. But see, <laughs> I would I might again, I would give a little grace because I heard that quote long before I ever saw the movie. But I, again, catchphrase, I do understand like the sentiment of like something that's like a sentence. We're being loose with the definition because again, right. a catchphrase is something in this context that we're going to use to pretend we've seen a movie we haven't yes. seen. Right. Hasta yes. la vista, baby. Oh yeah, I love Terminator 2. I'm at a party. There you go. <laughs> Bingo. B. Brian Smith says, I'll be back. Of course, that one is from this movie. I really, I like that one. It's fantastic. I love it. And the king and Hamilton. Yes. Yes. You'll be back. (laughs) You'll be back. Yes. (laughs) James Eller says, May the force be with you. Someone once said that may the force be with you is like the thoughts and prayers of the Star Wars universe. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like when Han Solo is bailing and they're just like, take care of yourso- yourself, Han. I guess that's what you're best at. He goes, hey, may yeah, the force the be South, with you. When they're mad at you, Chuck, you know, they just say like, yeah, may the force be with you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like praying for you. Not to get into Star Wars too much, but that always bothered me a little bit. Just how he was like, this makes it all better. Yeah. I believe in the force mm-hmm. and I'll 
I'll say your thing to you. Yeah, that's oh, pandering wow. almost. Wow, I, like <laughs> I don't know it. why. <laughs> I, I like don't it. Know why. <laughs> I like it because he comes back. Like it's like when he says that, it's like a nice moment of like, okay, he's he's trying, but at the same time, he's bailing on his friends, and then yeah. that's why that woohoo is so great in Star Wars. I can't wait to talk about Star mm. Wars again. Jonathan Catella hit us with another one. There's no place like home. One <laughs> sentence. People have never. There's people who haven't seen the Wizard of Oz. So a catchphrase could also be something that's like stitched onto a pillow. Yes, or something yeah. like that. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Mm. Margaret Cotella. We were getting the whole family. The whole involved. family. I <laughs> yeah. love it. I They're my pastors, it. y'all. I have great pastors. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a language. Please, we don't, language. We don't curse on this podcast. This is a Christian podcast, friendly. Brandon. That's right. And this is <laughs> no this passion. is from Gone with the Wind. Yes. Yeah. It's passion. Yeah. It's sexy. That's a good line. Yeah. Well, Thomas Eller. Thomas Eller's inaugural comment and shout out. We're excited to have you, Thomas. Shout out on the podcast. He's a big fan and we love to have him in the real lounge now. His quote. You can't handle the truth. From A Few Good Men, which is one of my all time favorite movie lines. Period. So good. Period. Yes. Thank you, Thomas. This is a local recreation. You want answers? I want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Handle the truth. Sorry, this is very Classic. good. Yeah, it's Classic. very good. Is it a catchphrase? Is it a catchphrase? Uh, again, people haven't seen <laughs> people said, haven't seen a few good men. <laughs> people haven't seen that movie. They know that. That's quote. what I. I don't know why, but that's the first. Like that's <laughs> that what comes to mind when we ask these. Yeah. Like when we yeah. say quote, and we and we've done. You know, we've like differentiated between like scoring and best song. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. when we when we get kind of nitty gritty like that, that is a question that I'm always asking mm-hmm. is. Great answer. Is that this thing? Though? Sure. You know, well, like, that's true. Because then I was thinking, well, is Asa La Vista a catchphrase? It is, though. In it's this set movie, up so it, much it in that movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a catchphrase. Yeah. All right. Last one. Don Carter says he's looking at you, kid. That one's from Casablanca, right? Is it? I'm pretty sure it's gone with the wind. When Rick is getting on the plane. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah. It sounds that's Casablanca. Like, it ain't worth a hill of beans. Is. He is looking at you, kid. It sounds like one of those kind of <laughs> things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, like a, a Humphrey Bogart, real monotone and gravelly. Ex- excuse me. Digital manipulation and CGI were almost non-existent in 1984. How does a film like this, which relied largely on the use of miniatures for any of the visual effects, hold up visually? This is a weird area for me. Like, I really don't like it when people call out a movie for for being dated more so when it's like somebody like had to go in and build all those miniatures and like when it was like a big and i'm not saying that you know cgi isn't a labor of love but you know for for a lot of this stuff i think i granted a little more grace but man i was watching the first terminator with my dad and like he was even chuckling at how poorly some of the shots have aged in the first terminator which is unfortunate here's my thing star wars was 1977. I was just right? about to bring yeah, up Star sure, Wars. Sure. Yes. As Zach likes to remind us all the time, 1977 Star Wars. Yep. They used miniatures and it looks great still. Sure. Well, there's also sure budget. There, yeah. There's yeah. been some enhance. Okay. Budget. What, what, there's been some enhancements now, you know, if we're, if we're watching the new versions, but sure. I'm thinking specifically about like 
the way the robots and the ships move mm-hmm. in the Terminator. It looks really clunky it and does. very unnatural. Not that I have a lot of experience with spaceships and robots, but I'm saying if you compare it to like a Star Wars, I'm not even talking about how it looks. It just it moves very, very herky jerky clunky. That's an interesting point, because I saw a video on YouTube that was dissecting the newest Terminators and it was looking at like now that they're all CG, the movement is perfect. They look like perfect movement, but it makes it seem less real in a way like sometimes yeah. the herky jerky feels more real which is an interesting like visual thing i don't know if i can agree or disagree i don't know enough about it but i think there's something there like the presence of like imperfections make things seem more real uh-huh. i think that's absolutely true i think it's hard for me though watching these little ships bob around yeah. right yeah. in the way that they do i yeah. i don't know i i think it's it's it not even like an imperfections thing because like yeah. a pilot, if he was piloting a ship would have imperfect movements right, and right, right. he wouldn't be landing and taking off perfectly, you know, so I can see that. I understand that. I think there's, it just looks very bad. And <laughs> it was more the lasers for me. That, that yeah. felt like they laser look, cats on SNL. I was like, jeez, yeah. this is rough. <laughs> well, also in the opening shot, can we acknowledge that the thing is like crushing skulls, uh, like human yeah, skulls? Right. Like, yep. How silly is this? <laughs> Come on. I, I liked it. I was like, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Oh my gosh. I felt like it 10 years old. It seemed like a heavy metal music video yeah. or something. Uh, very yeah. much did. Enter Sandman by Terminator. Yes. yes. As, as like, and as like a closet metalhead, you know. There you <laughs> go. Like, yeah. Well, the other Boom. thing with Star Wars I was going to say is we talked about at one point, remember like, when we were kids and we were like, oh, cool, Yoda's finally CG and looks good yeah. and real and he's not a puppet Agreed. anymore, right? Yes. That's yep. a little bit how I felt watching the first Terminator as a kid. I watched this a lot as a kid and I was like, this looks dumb. I don't like this. <laughs> right. This looks dumb. And revisiting it this time, I kind of appreciated it in some ways. I'm like, mm. it looks fake. But I don't really care. There's something right. like, I don't know, quaint about that to me. But uh, I think T2 is the best it ever looked. And it's yes. gotten worse and worse since. But like, yeah, I don't know. There's something to the well, quaintness. Well, I would even say, though, to, to kind of jump on the opposite side, though, where you were saying like, oh, cool, Yoda's CG now. I think the flip side of that, though, is like, oh, the T-1000, I think that still looks, you know, because I think they kind of the play T-1000 around. The T-1000 looks we don't, amazing to It me, looks amazing. Personally. We don't know what like yeah. liquid metal is supposed to really look like. So in yeah. a way, it's allowed to, I think, look maybe a little like, you know, imperfect because yeah. we don't have mm-hmm. like a good reference point. So I, yeah, the T-1000, that was real impressed with with how well a lot of that held up Mm. i remember being in art class as a kid this is an aside but we would watch this movie all the time on how terminator 2 and jurassic park pushed forward visual effects and Mm -hmm. like it was like whenever the art teacher had like been drinking the night before we could go watch that video and i'm like yeah it's terminator day I definitely agree. And it now feels like I'm pandering, but I definitely (laughs) agree with you, Mitch, also that um, there is something great about the way the movies were made and kind of sticking to like what was available at the time, you know, what makes them special. There are things, nostalgic feels about like the original Star Wars versus like an updated Yoda. Well, I know we're kind of talking about the look of the movies, but something I appreciate about T1 is it has a grounded street yes. fighter daredevilness to it 
that yeah. the sequels lose. I, uh-huh. I yeah. T2 is still my favorite, but after T2, it's like helicopters. You know, it's right. machine guns and helicopters. Or T1 is like Reese in the alley sawing off his shotgun. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the shots are very practical, so it feels gritty and and grounded in a way I appreciate. Yeah. And it was funny, like rewatching Terminator this time, it was kind of reminding me of some more recent movies that I've just seen. Like just the way that the night looks in Terminator, like yeah. it, you know, it gave me some like vibes of you know the movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal and the way that they were like running around mm-hmm. with the score. I remind me of Good Time a little bit in some ways. So it's kind of like watching a movie like this. I I'm kind of seeing like maybe how it indirectly influenced some of my favorite movies now. It felt like they had a blue like lens filter on the yeah. whole time in yeah. the movie. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's a choice. I think what I like about the first one is there's almost like kind of a homemade quality to it, you know, yeah, like whereas, where it's smaller, it's it's quieter. And I think a lot of it's just they just didn't have <laughs> the money or the resources. And mm-hmm. then when we get to Terminator 2, of course, it's like, oh, well, now we're going to blow the doors. <laughs> Off. One last thing, and, and I yeah. think this is really the Arnold Schwarzenegger-sized visual mm. effect in the room. Yeah, maybe. The portion when he is pulling his eye off, it's yeah. all happening. Like you're, It is maybe the oddest thing I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. It is very <laughs> odd. Very odd. Yeah. I love it. I love it's, it. You do, you do love it. You it do is. love that part. I, it's, it has. Well, again, it's like it's not that it looks really good. It's that it looks like an old school monster movie to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and sometimes like it's like this is a bucket of blood. Like this is an obviously fake eyeball. I don't care. It's fun. It's okay. you know, it's, I mean, yeah. It's, it, so it dips into camp a smidge there for me. Right. I get right. that. I'm thinking to myself though, was James Cameron watching this saying, "Man, that looks good." Maybe. Or, okay, and that's my question. Was that good at the time? Was that pretty cutting edge? Or was he looking at it going, gosh. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't James know what Cameron else we was would looking do at his sandwich at lunchtime and he was like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I even watch movies that are like, you know, gosh, 10 years old. And I remember when I saw them in the theater, I was like, man, this looks amazing. And then you watch them now. So I yeah. think that, you know, it, maybe it did look, look really good to him. And also, like, because Arnold's a robot, you can kind of get away mm-hmm. with a little bit more there so yeah. i do i do think that he was probably like yeah this i don't know if he was like man this is good but he was probably like e- this works <laughs> again though I, I the last thing i want to button it with is i hate it when we come down too hard on cg i do think the terminator franchise though is one that as it's gone along has used cg thoughtlessly like yes. it's just not as smart in the way they do their visual effects moving forward we see so much, like one of the shots even early on in the first Terminator I appreciate is just Arnold sticking his arm up into the goon yeah. uh, and pulling it away and there's fake blood, right? Just It's those little, like allowing us to not see it, our imagination being allowed to run wild. Like we don't see exactly what he does, but we know we, we just killed him. You know, right. that's that's good visual Bill effects Paxton. to me. Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton, by the way. I know, I texted yeah. Zach, I was like, is that Bill Paxton? <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. So, yeah, it's, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Me too. Well, Arnold is not necessarily known for his acting chops. How dare you? Excuse you? No secret there. No secret there. Why does he work? As a leading man in a movie that many people consider one of the greatest action movies of all time. 
I think I heard an interview where he like pleaded to get this role and he was like, I know exactly how to play it. I've heard that too. I feel like he knew exactly what to do. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think he has a lot of range as an actor. I think he was born to do the Terminator, right? Yeah. I absolutely agree. My first thought was this only works because it's a robot, but Think about like if a Daniel Day Lewis had taken this role or something like a like a really seasoned actor. Think about that. For it would have been like Blade Runner. Yeah, I think they would have blown yeah. it. I think it it only yeah. works because it was Arnold. You know, like mm-hmm. I picture him cruising around in the muscle car with his eyeballs bulging out of his head. Like that <laughs> yeah. look, that just look that's glued on the whole time yeah. is perfect well, for this well i would say let's take it you know i think you went to an extreme with day lewis there let's take it sure, down a peg sure, sure. let's let's look at one of uh, let's look at stallone for instance you know like imagine stallone playing the terminator like i think stallone is a talented actor i don't think he could have done it you know like a bruce yeah. willis i don't think he could have done it you know dolph lundgren i don't think he could have done it well size is a big part of it right like yes. he walked around in that 80s jacket that bedazzled 80s jacket which looks super goofy now but i was like this is all right he's intimidating he's mm-hmm. a tough guy you got to get a big guy to, to I, make it work but but i do think <laughs> that there is something to be said about like just how like arnold is so is taking it so seriously you know, like, and I think that's what you're talking about with like the Daniel Day Lewis element. Like, oh, I have to do a lot to make this, you right. know, to make this character right. work. Whereas Arnold, Arnold is just scowling and walking around. I think in the universe of Terminator, this isn't a problem. But in the late later installments, not to keep going to that well, but sure, like the the actors portray that the Terminators is more believably human. Right. right. They're like, these are human beings. They're able to camouflage a little bit better. Right. 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 It, it is not as like if we're looking at like the what a Terminator is as a movie villain, it is not as affecting for me as an audience member when they're just like people who happen to have metal arms. OK, you know see, I mean? see, for me, what made the T-1000 so scary was he can blend whereas in a way like the you know terminator can't blend and like even as a person he shows up at your at your house with a gun and he's just like you know where is it like i I would never trust that guy the scary thing about the t-1000 is that like there's a contrast (laughs) like he's able to blend into society and i think you know in the later movies it's it's more of an issue but i really did enjoy the contrast between you have like emotionless arnold who like you know is incapable of laying low and being stealthy and then you have, you know, the T-1000 who's like, you know, able to convincingly Well, yeah, if we're going to talk about the T-1000, yeah. which I would call a perfect movie villain, like the Terminator sure. is its mm. own. Like, it's very, very scary because like that began the trend. The rest of the movies tried to copy to poor execution. It's like he's wearing a cop uniform. So he's like in this like trusted uniform of like authority yes. right so he's able to move in and out of society and he's able right. to slip into people's homes like that makes him you're right Zach. he's more dangerous because like arnold schwarzenegger i don't care how he dresses he's arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> you're like whoa yeah. who's that guy he's always intimidating yeah yeah i did read something that when james was talking to arnold about this role and he was like you're gonna be a villain that fans cheer for yeah t1000 from t2 is like a true villain like a like a 
it's he's much different he's, he's a bad to guy. me. Yeah, he's an actual bad guy. Correct. Where in some ways, the the Terminator Arnold's character in the first movie is just doing his job. He's right. just doing he, his job. But there's something that fans <laughs> connect with. Yeah, it's mm. it's it's completely different. I mean, to he's, me. he's it, cool. It feels different. He's cool. Yeah. Like that. That is, is it the, a cool factor. Yeah, he's wearing like a leather jacket and sunglasses. Like he he is cool. You know, and he he beats people up like I, I hate to be so like blunt about it, but I, I really don't think that there's much more. To, like when he says, I'll be back and drives the car into the thing like you're scared for Sarah Connor, but it's also pretty cool that he it's did very that. cool. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, yes, here yeah. we go. <laughs> like all those, cha- all those chase scenes, you're just like, oh, I hope Kyle and Sarah get away. But also, he looks, it's really cool. Yeah, whereas every time I see the T-1000, I'm like, good God, what is he Run. about to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> By the way, the, the sword that he just kind of Ooh. makes out of his arm uh. is one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Yes. In my life. That, that really, goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. talking about how Terminator has cemented its place in history with fans and critics alike, but the same can't really be said for the other installments in this franchise. Does it feel like the Terminator movies are running out of steam? Yeah. Yeah. Because every time they release a new one, they say, just pretend this is the third one. Just pretend this is the third one. That's what they've done. Like for (laughs) the past, like however many movies, like the, the big thing with Genesis is James Cameron was in the promotional material going. I actually, I consider this to be the third Terminator movie. And then, then he made dark fate and he was like, you know, I consider this to be the third Terminator. I don't want to be extreme, but the Terminator franchise makes George Lucas's prequels look like, you know, well, like well planned out masterpieces. (laughs) You're exactly right. And well, here's the other thing that I was thinking of. We were just joking about we would see an Aaron Sorkin Terminator. I was genuinely thinking like, you know, for me, like if you said, okay, Denis Villeneuve is doing a Terminator movie. I, I, I don't, I'd be like, um, I like him. I don't know if I want to see him doing this, you know, like it, it would, I can't think of a scenario where I want to go see more Terminator. Zach. Yes. Have you now seen Terminator Salvation? I saw Terminator Salvation. Nah. Which, what'd you think? What'd you think? I really liked the idea of Terminator okay. Salvation yes. taking place yes. in the world now. Was it a good movie? No, but it was an entertaining no. watch. Yeah. Sure. So it sure. Was, I was just kind of like, this was a co- better way to go. Like, let's stop messing with the lore. Let's stop with the time travel. Because there's like, all ruining this the plot. time. Let's, yeah, yeah. When the war is going on that we haven't explored, which let's could be it. interesting. Yeah, yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah. I am frustrated. Like, what's the newest one they just did with Dark Fate. Uh, the John Mark McMillan? Yes. Dark, yeah. Dark Fate. <laughs> uh, I'm going hunting. Yeah. In the trailer, John Mark McMillan has a song. They tricked, that um, trailer tricked me. It tricked me too. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that one, it literally, like, I, I guess in the beginning, they kill John Connor, and yeah. they're like, yeah. he doesn't matter anymore. It's a whole new person. <sighs> and I'm just like, what are we doing then with all those other movies? Like, exactly. I'm not normally the guy who's like, don't mess with my stuff, because I don't care yeah, about yeah, yeah. Terminator. Yeah. I don't care about Terminator. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. But 
it just does feel like they don't have a plan. If you're going to rewrite the timeline, you know what I mean? Like, you better be right. sure. You come at the king, you best not miss. That's how I yeah. feel about it. And I kind of realized rewatching the Terminator movies, I don't think I'm a big action movie guy because, you know, both of these, like, they didn't really resonate with me. I'm not saying that they're bad. I understand, like, how, you know, how for someone they might see this movie and it would, you know, inspire them the way that, like, you know, Pulp Fiction inspired me or something. So I did try to put myself in that position of, like, if someone made a sequel to Pulp fiction and retroactively went back and like ruined everything like yeah i'd be pretty mad because it's like oh you know this movie that like you judge other movies based on we don't care we're gonna we're gonna keep messing with it like i don't want to say that i'm better than terminator or anything like that but i understand the the frustration a little bit more now like after doing a deep dive into some of you know the fandom of terminator because you know, for me, I think I said it's not really my cup of tea. I can appreciate it, but it's not one that I'd gravitate towards. But I totally understand. I think it is a really well-made action movie. And if you love it, don't mess with it. It was a trip down memory lane for me to watch these movies, I will say. The sure. music came on. Ba, da, da, bom, bom, bom. I was transported to watching this at my grandma's house when our parents left with my cousins, Mason and Jared. Weren't allowed to watch T2. We watched T2. It was awesome. Mm. Right? Like, I wasn't the kid who was allowed to watch Die Hard, right? Like, right. you know, mm-hmm. or like those kind of action movies. This was the kind of action movie that we were like conceivably allowed to watch. So, well, I think it's a little more clever. Like, I, Again, like I'm not saying that they're bad or I'm not and I'm not trying right, to dis- right, right, dismiss right. them. Yeah. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. you know, for for me upon rewatch the first one I was like, it's a little bit slow, it's a little sleepy for me. And then, yeah. you know, Terminator 2, I was like it it drags in some places for me. Like there and there's things that I love in Terminator 2, like really great action scenes. I love that scene where they escape from the hospital with Sarah. I think that's an awesome oh scene. But yeah. then I think the next like 20 minutes of the movie. It but then we have a- Miles Dyson. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. I was just like, ooh, oh, yeah, just right. checking my watch a little bit. Yeah. Here's my thing. Adapt or die comes to mind. What I think of Terminator and the fact that Arnold is still making an appearance makes me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Linda Hamilton was in the last one. Doesn't it make you sad? I think the real problem is there's no one trying to write a fresh Terminator story. I think that's actually the issue. This is someone's creation. We're not retelling a World War II, you know, (laughs) story or something. This is literally something that you could do anything with. You know, we've talked, you know, ad nauseum about about Mm -hmm. sci-fi fantasy. You can do anything you want with it. Why haven't, if we want to keep making the movies... Why haven't we expanded the story? Why haven't we expanded the world? There's so many places you can. Why are we still talking about John Connor and Sarah Connor and and Reese? Like there are other places you could be taking this. I think that's my big thing. I got a pitch for the next Terminator. Let's go to the future. 2000 years after we destroy the machines. Guess what? Little boy in his garage makes a new Terminator. Like, heck, I don't care. Just do something different. Well, well, here's yeah. my thing. Here's the thing yes. that, like, yes. that honestly, you know, and if you guys think that that I'm wrong, please call me out. No one likes these sequels. Nah. No like, one that's likes the them. thing. Like, I, I can understand if you had something that was polarizing or where yeah. people were split 50-50. Like, sure, nobody likes these movies. They yeah. they don't make the money. And every trailer that's been released has had like James Cameron's seal of approval. But it's like, we're starting to not really care about James Cameron anymore. Like, I'm I'm going to be honest. Like, people keep going, he's done with Avatar 2. No one cares. Care. Like, Cameron's name doesn't have mm. the, the mm. heft that it used to. So, like, why keep going? No one's on board still. 
I think it's probably like old vanguards of Hollywood who like have respect <laughs> for the, I mean, who have respect for like the impact the Terminator franchise had. Like, I mean, it was mm-hmm. a ride at Universal sure. yeah. show, you know, like right. it was a big deal. T2 was a big deal. And, and also James Cameron, like two of the highest yeah. grossing films of all time. Like I'm again, I'm not like, you know, yeah. an idiot. I, I realize that the man yeah. yeah has is a big deal, but I think to audiences, not so much anymore. Yeah. I don't see James Cameron presents and like get my wallet <laughs> go, out. You know? I'm in. Yeah. John Mark McMillan being in that trailer was more exciting than James Cameron returning. They also brought Linda Hamilton back. Yeah. Like that the, was a big with deal. the newest one. That kind of reeked of desperation to me. Even when they said like from the director of yeah. Deadpool and I was like the director of Deadpool doing. Oh, okay. Like I like Deadpool, but it doesn't really. I don't that's see. A, I mean, and that's a, yeah. that to me says the same thing as yeah. bringing Arnold back time and time again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it bummed me up because Linda Ham- Hamilton said no to other sequels, and yeah. she was like, "I want the right project to come back for." So huh. I think she believed in Dark Fate. Sure, which kind of bums me out. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. she put her chips on the wrong hand poker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so when I you guys were talking about James Cameron a little bit when I hear the name you know when i hear james cameron's name and maybe a new project all i think about is him writing his earlier life's coattails you know like he's continuing to try to like profit or you know create something based on something he's done before and i feel like no matter how you feel about avatar and what kind of movie it turned out to be avatar 2 is planned three four like i've heard as many like a ton of sequels planned is so like i think about franchises like alien which i realize that he only he jumped in on the second one Mm -hmm. and i think about terminator and i'm saying to myself what are you doing (laughs) why are why are you doing this we we have actually like a little history to look at now you have mm. some examples of why that doesn't work it's a great point. stop it's a great point because avatar is printing money yeah i was thinking that too yeah i was like yeah. i mean they they make bank but you know i wonder do you guys think that and i i don't like to use the word overrated but do you guys think that the two terminator movies are maybe held in higher regard because the sequels are so bad no, mm, I okay, think no. the Terminator movies are held in such high regard because they propelled forward the legitimacy of sci-fi fantasy action, right? Sure, like it was sure. Terminator was a big deal, you know, yeah, it absolutely. was scary. It was a good movie about a robot from the future that's coming to hunt you. Right. Okay. So I think that's I think we shouldn't gloss over the impact of that <laughs> and the time travel right. element, like not to say like this outshines or competes with back to the future anyway, but I mean, that is before back to the future, right? Yes. Yes. Either 85. way, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. was, it yeah. was a novel thing when yeah. this was mm-hmm. coming out. So that's, I also think there's about. a reason the Terminator worked and then a movie like RoboCop didn't work as well. Whoa, 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 I didn't know that was controversial. RoboCop is great. Yes. I didn't know that was a hot take there. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. You guys came unglued. I think, I mean, to be clear, I agree with what you're getting at that like Terminator is more popular than RoboCop. I think in movie circles, RoboCop is, people like it. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a cult uh, following well, more than yes. Terminator, right. which yes. has like a, a broader audience following. Definitely. And that makes more sense to me. Yeah. I, I guess I was thinking they are 
similar-ish movies, like a big hulking robot, robot type figure, main character, not a lot of, you know, extra personality yes. flying around the room. Yes. And Terminator is largely considered one of the greatest action movies of all time. Yeah. So I think we're we're in the same yeah, we're on the same page. We, we agree on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay. So, fellas, any final thoughts on The Terminator? As someone who has a very light history with The Terminator, I am more bothered by some of the visual directions that this movie takes. If I had more of a history with it, I would probably give it a harder pass or uh, give it some more leg room. But uh, I think visually... It doesn't work. And I think the reason it doesn't work is because we have other sci-fi movies to compare it to that are frankly older. And I think if it were like a standalone sci-fi movie for that era and, you know, it was the best thing we had seen so far, I would absolutely not be saying what I'm saying. But I think visually it doesn't work. I think there are big issues. But I do feel like there is an element of fun to it. I do think Arnold is frankly an inspiration in this movie. He, like he he nails this role that he was absolutely born to play uh, the Terminator. And I think it's a great watch. I think it's a fun time. I, I do bump on the visual stuff, but I enjoy myself when I watch a Terminator. I think Ooh, it definitely yeah. loses steam though in the later installments. Watch Terminator 1, watch Terminator 2, shut the DVD player off and go to bed after that. <laughs> I love the expression, I bump on it, like it's just like a gentle, like, eh, eh. sorry, anyways. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. and that's, what I'm, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, it's just you know, like it, a, eh, you know. Right, it's not a deal breaker, just bugs me a little bit. Yeah. All right, can I get spicy? I'm going to get a little spicy. Uh, am I Go closing for it. I think if we can call a movie like Die Hard, which is, you know, a self-contained, like, little action flick about a guy running around a, you know, building, like, the greatest action movie ever made, we can easily call a movie like T2 uh, one of the greatest action movies ever made. They're very comparable to me. T2 and Terminator, to a lesser degree, but also, has a really tight formula, right? Thing comes back from the future tries to kill the thing, escape the thing. T2 adds more to the lore and it's a little bit more complicated in its plot. It's got better visuals, it's scarier villain, so it's a little bit better to me. Mm-hmm. But the formula is tight, right? And we talked about in Mission Impossible, like the formula they do over and over again is tight. The franchise, Terminator franchise, it has been not been able to follow that formula well. I don't know if it's because it's a time travel thing and that is gonna prevent it from doing the same thing over and over again well, right? We've kind of express a desire for like having difference and variety and new things for this franchise whereas mission impossible can cash the same check over and over and i'm like yes keep doing that yes (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know but i i do want to like hop on the train of like i think the second terminator movie especially one of the greatest action movies of all time for sure i think it's super fun it's a little bit campy i agree with what you're saying about the visuals brandon about bumping on it but it's a little bit to me like watching like the original halloween and being like no, this mm-hmm. feels a little campy, a little hokey, right? Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, eh, but the thing it does well, it does so well. This movie is so memorable because, mm-hmm. and that's to me, the thing it does well is, you know, it's it's Arnold. It's the time travel stuff. 
it is the action stuff all of that really fires on all cylinders for me so yeah yeah i i like these movies do i wish the sequels would stop yes please please make them stop but (laughs) they will always hold a special place in my heart for me i think when it comes to to movies I think that there can sometimes be, kind of what you were saying, Mitch, there's a comparison sometimes to is someone painting a masterpiece or is someone painting by numbers? Because, you know, you can you can do both. You can paint by numbers, but you can do a really good job and use, like, really interesting colors and, and make it look really nice, or you could just do something totally original. The thing that you have with the first one is James Cameron... You know, and, and again, like even though this movie didn't really resonate with me that much, I could never knock the impact. And again, Mitch, you're totally right. You know, one, a really great action movie to one of the greatest action movies of all time. I think Cameron, the first time, you know, painted a masterpiece and then he went back and, you know, made another one. And I think that unfortunately what happened is you had other people who came in and were like, I'm going to try to do that too with the same stuff. And it unfortunately just doesn't work. And I, I really don't see the point in continuing in Terminator. I think it's a waste of studios time and budget and a lot of a lot of really um, not really, but some of the directors that they've hired haven't been like famous for making great movies. But I think right. potentially like a lot of editors and actors and people yeah, it's a waste of their time. Continuing with the Terminator movies is a waste of their time. So I think that we should just put it out of its misery enjoy one and two like Brandon was saying and throw this Terminator in the molten lava. Hostel of East of Baby from <laughs> Terminator 2 is one of the... Did Asta? I say it wrong? Brandon, Brandon, could you say it again? No, Asta? that was great. Is it Asta? No, that was great. Hostel <laughs> of East of Baby. Asta. What did I do and what did I do and how is it supposed to be said? You, you said Asta. Hosta. Like hostile. No, I did say like, Hosta. Like hostile. Yeah. This is a different language, sorry. (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for our episode on The Terminator. Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear your opinion on our episode or any other movie-related topic. So if you haven't already, hop on over to our Facebook page and join the conversation. We can be found at Real Boys Podcasts. We have also been trying to run some of our episode questions past you guys to see what you all have to say. All that plus a deeper dive into our episode topics happens in our private Facebook group, The Real Lounge. If that sounds like something you'd like to be a part of, ask us about it. We'd love to have you. And don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a little spare time and you like what you hear, we would love it if you would take a minute to rate and review our podcast. We appreciate your support. We will be back in two weeks with an episode on the instant whodunit classic, Knives Out. We'll see you then.